Yo, yo, everybody. Welcome back. This is a brand new episode of Whiskey Sour Libations and Conversations with your girl, Dom. Um, Back from a kind of brief hiatus. I guess I technically didn't have a hiatus because I had a different, I had my crossover episode with Everybody Needs an Aquarius because y'all do. Y'all really do. We keep, don't roll your eyes. We keep the world together. We just want peace on earth and y'all just don't listen to us, but that's neither here or there. This week we have a brand new a brand new guest to the show, everybody. She's an amazing person. And I feel like we listen, I welcome new friends. So this is my new friend, y'all. Welcome to the show. Kim take off my glasses now that we done with with the foolish talk. Kim. But I love you. you For one, you. I appreciate that. I try to be a loving person, like that people that can come to me and love on me and I love on them back. It'd be complicated sometimes, but for the most part, it works out. I'm the villain in somebody's story, every lot of people's story, and I already don't give a fuck. So <laughs> I'm okay with being a villain in your story as long as you tell the story that led up to it. Yeah, that that part right there. What did you do? What did you do? And I don't ever want to tell that. So, why am I the villain now? I'm not the villain in my story. It's like I'm on chapter 36. People skip to chapter 36. Yeah, they they skip to chapter 36. As long as you give the context of chapters 20 through 36 and how you ain't shit or you did what you did. So, it's funny you bring that up. Last week, my. best friend that lives in St. Louis uh, ran into my former like best best friend of like 20 something years and I ended the friendship during lockdown uh, so what is that we were friends for about like 28 years because uh, we met in preschool and and you ended that friendship? I'm sorry you ended that for 28 yeah. years yes okay um it was a lot of things kind of leading up to it and ultimately I had to choose myself. Like, I feel like at some point, let's just be clear about relationships in general. Everything in life is transactional. Let's just, just let's be clear. It sucks, it sounds, it sounds nasty, but it is. So think of our friendship. We got the bank of friendship. We make withdrawals, we make deposits. That's how it's supposed to happen. And if somebody takes you into overdraft, what what the fuck am I supposed to do? This is the giving tree. It's literally the giving tree. Like people don't replenish you. And and I got to the point where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And so she kind of like, I guess, gave him like a little insight or or whatever, because she was still like, I guess, shocked that we were no longer friends. And he was like, you know, she just kind of felt like, and I'm like, I don't care what she felt like. I'm like, because this has nothing to do with like the last final straw, which had nothing really to do with me. It it was like repeat offender. And I just couldn't do it no more. So I was like, deuces. Moving mm-hmm. on to something better, better, better. When she was telling your friend about the situation, did she like mention all of her? No. Uh-uh. Of course. And so once, and he kind of already knew, 
because when I had kind of told him the first time, but I didn't go into like deep detail. So when he brought it up, I was like, you know, for real, like the end, the ending has really nothing to do with the the disrespect to my like my mom. It's something happened between her and my mom. And so I was like, it really has nothing to do with that. But for me, that was just like the the it was the icing on the cake was already there. This was like a trick candle, and you keep blowing it out, and then it just it's like it's always something. And I just got tired. Like I'm I'm not a savior. Like I have my own shit happening, and I just felt like the friendship was very one sided. So I was like, I can't do this no more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so. Well, um, I mean, it, it's growth. It means that you became a different person. You wanted something different for yourself. And so then yep. you begin to set those boundaries of what you were willing to allow or not, or accept, which yep. now I think uh, <laughs> that because <laughs> when you Bro, person, boundaries, and you know, I'm strong on my boundaries. And my boundaries are for me. And I always remind people about that. I said the last week on Aquarius, boundaries are for for me or the person that puts them in place, the other person on the receiving end does not have to understand, but that means you can exit stage left. So that's it. But hi, hi, how are you today? It's a lovely day out here. It's super I know, hot. I feel like we dove straight in, but I mean, it's a great day in LA for me. It's a great day, sort of. I, I started bothering you earlier today. I was like, look at this. I saw a story, y'all, and, I, and I, I'm going to read it to you. Because it's always interesting. We're going to get into these dating games. Like, we're going to call them games, shenanigans, shenanigans, however you want to. Um, they are shenanigans again. I can't lie. They are shenanigans. And so I am pulling the story up because I just have to read it aloud. So it says... Why does it seem like women's preferences are allowed to be deemed acceptable than men's? Y'all be so quick to say y'all won't deal with the man who is broke. Then when he gets money and things uh, flowing for himself, he then is deemed a good catch and y'all will pay him attention. However, for a man who is typically going to approach a woman based on his physical attraction to her, he spelled a girl. He's been selling attraction wrong uh, to her and physical, certain physical things that he is attracted to, uh, and you are current and you currently don't fit them. Then all of a sudden, when you get in the gym and then fall into them, a man isn't allowed to hit you up. Is that not contradictive? In no way am I telling a woman to deal with the man who doesn't have direction or is unable to take care of himself consistently. It's just funny to me listening to some women in their uh, ideologies. So- Let's start, Dom. Look, okay. I don't, okay. So I, I, I kind of hate that I engaged in the post, but also sometimes you like to see where where things kind of come from, where people's hurt kind of stand from, because I'm an Aquarius, I want to heal. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, and I engage, guys, and I engaged, <laughs> and ultimately, I, I was just like, man, somebody cue the violin because someone is in their feelings this morning. 
And he said, I'm not in my feelings because it's not my issue. It's just funny to me how women can have these standards to not deal with the man when he's lacking in finances. But if she doesn't, if she don't fit his standards, it is an issue. And now when she lost the weight and men find her attractive, she don't want to give them the time because they should have looked past it the first time. That's like a man saying, oh, you should have looked past my bro brokenness for the first time. That's contradictive. Was, is it brokenness or brokenness? Because we got two different situations happening here, and I just want to backtrack because I'm, I'm already, like, feeling away can, about... Can the brokenness and the brokenness coexist? Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> I think I think there are two different things at play when you talk about brokenness versus brokenness. So I do. I wish I had my notepad. I should have been more prepared because I want to. I want to start that. But I, actually, I do. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Because for me, in, in the 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 post alone, I it, it was a lot to unpack. On top, okay, who hurt you? Who rejected you? What are you subscribing to? Why is this always the conversation when when you post? If you're not posting nudes, like weird nudes, it, it's a whole thing. And so for me, I, you and I have had this conversation. I've had this conversation with this person when he was on the podcast. It's about dating in your lane. It is. And, and it's it, and it's kind of also, are we all delusional? A little bit, yes, but it's also with the delusion you kind of have to have. We have aspirations. Okay, I'll I'll say that. I'll, yeah, I'll take and aspirations, aspirations of grandeur. That I, like, I, we have this picture in our mind of what we. Yes, see ourselves with and and who or, or what we what we view how we view ourselves because you know like I was telling our friend to hear I was like to hear listen love to hear I view I view, okay I'm like I view myself a certain way because he has a new show guys called uh, Dive in the DMs or whatever and it's people sharing their DMs so he hit me up to share some of mine I didn't have any to share I don't have nothing I have nothing to share right. I kind of felt a type of way. I so here's the thing. I when 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 he put out the call, there I only had one dating app message that I felt like was so off the cuff, wild, inappropriate that I could share that I felt like was worth it. It was this white man who who wanted to talk about the size of his penis. I don't know why. Anyways, um, other than that, I didn't really have anything crazy in my DMs. Let me tell you why I think that's the case. So yes, I was salty in that I didn't have anything to provide because I was like, dang, everybody else got these crazy DMs. Everybody's sliding right. in these stuff. People do slide occasionally, but when they do it, they're respectful. And I want to believe that there's a reason for that. Like there's a reason why people know not to come play with me. You know, I would, I would agree, right? But it's also... I told my I told my homeboy uh, Cuffs I was like, you want to know what's crazy? Because he had uh, like a preacher's wife like slide in his messages, and I was like, what? I was like, you know, the only thing that people say to me is, I've had somebody tell me that I needed to smile more. You know how we hate that. Then 
it was they sent me videos of them watching videos they're not even engaging with the video and i, I want to tell you right now people i'm going to do a post about that that's my biggest pet peeve when you say it's a reaction video and you don't give us a fucking reaction like if you ain't start talking in about 30 40 seconds in i'm cutting it off like I hate that, but yeah, I don't have anything to share. People just tell me that or they'll respond to like a story, but it's never anybody. It's nothing crazy. Never come at me crazy. Not funny. The, oh, the craziest thing can happen on live. And that was when the guy whipped his penis out on my live. That was it. Since yeah. you have action, then I do. I'm like, I didn't want the, I was so I was like, I've never been virtually assaulted before. This is weird, but you know, um, back to the situation at hand i think that it, it was a lot to take away and so when i shared it with you you know we started texting and trying to unpack i'm like because what is happening what has happened to dating and i i would like to know i think i'd be interested in asking the boomers like having a conversation with them and kind of comparing dating and, and what happened uh, because, you know, like some boomers were still like had arranged marriage situations, but ultimately it's like, where did this weird divide come from, especially when it comes to black men and black women dating and the, the things that people say to each other because it's not I'm not going to limit it to say it's just black men black women like they get mad and then we say shit too but it's also it's like I kind of can't relate because I think about my circle of friends and the images that we see and what we take in but a lot of y'all don't y'all don't this is what I was going to say since you used the word aspirational with that aspiration has to come a little bit of reality. Absolutely. And some of y'all not living in that space and might need to teeter more onto the realistic side of things. And I'm not saying that you don't deserve whatever. But you kind of got to work a little harder for that and acknowledge that. Dumb. You being really nice right now, and I just need us to get to it. Like, we we both had long days. We both know what it is. You can't be out here looking booty butt down, broke, broke and disgusted, expecting to find your, whoever that is for you, whether that's your whoever Michael, that is, whether that's your Samson, no shade to that comparison, whether that's your whoever it is up there, Sinqua, uh, Football player? Sinqua Walls, girl. The actor. Oh. Well, you know, where all is this podcast distributed? <laughs> let, me, let me back. Oh, I be lusty. I be lusty on here, but I was like, wait, isn't that a football player? You was like actor. I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. Sinqua Walls, man. Sinqua. He's the one that just did White Man Can't Jump with um with the white boy. Oh, he look a little slow to me. Ain't he in the blackening? He's in yeah. the blackening. Okay, it's something, it's something like, and I think it's like that he kind of reminds me of Dwayne Wade a little bit. They're, they have similar features. Don't do this to It's not, it's that, and that's a no diss, but yeah. 
Girl, I'm in love with Sinqua Walls. So I, I mm, let's back up because I do want to like stay on the topic of yeah. So the, that's okay. So I'm, I'm like reality and all of this stuff, right? Because I, I, I exactly. do want to touch that really quick. When you talk about having aspirational goals of who you want to date, who you want to talk to, and what you feel like you deserve, you have to take a really hard look at yourself mm-hmm. and say. Me, as the person that I currently am, whether that's physical, emotional, internal, all of that stuff, what am I attracting versus yeah. what am I attracted to, right? Think yep. about, like, the, the people that you desire, those people that are on your list. For me, it's Sinqua, right? For me, it's whoever that is, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, You have to think about who those people are and what they would like what like what is on their list what is on their checklist of things of a woman or a man or like whatever that they yeah. want and do you fit that bill yeah and i always think that there are okay and i'm gonna say this i think there are always exceptions i i, I have seen it happen i have had it happen where i was like oh i would have never thought xyz but there was something else where i would it it took over for me. And I, I would say I really don't have like a type when it comes to dating. And and, and and people think that I'm crazy, but I'm like, yo, like if you line up all the men that I've dated, the only thing they have in common is that they all have a penis. Like, and, and that's just keeping it a bug, but yeah. you know, so, so yes, you are absolutely correct. And so with that being said, it's like, I used to, I would tell people, I was like, I understand that I'm an acquired taste. I'm like, not everybody's cup of tea, and I'm okay with that. I think it's something wrong with them. But, hey, who are me to judge? But ultimately, I think when it comes to dating, you know, in, in, in this new age dating, it's just that a lot of people don't live in that that reality lane. So if you if you want to date a certain type of guy, like you said, there are certain things or date a certain type of woman, there are certain requirements and benchmarks that you just have to hit in general to even kind of navigate that space. So let's say if you're trying to date a guy that is, and, and for women, yes, I get it. It's a little easier for us because we, we are women. We have, we have coochie privilege. Yes, that's pretty privileged, but we have vagina. So you know how to use it. Yeah, and, and so you can you can get into certain spaces just solely based on being a woman. Whereas for men, yes, it is a little harder. But if you're trying to thrive in a certain threshold and meet a certain type of man and or woman, you have to realize there's work that you have to do to even get to, you know, get into the room. I'm in agreement, sis. Yeah. So for me, like so far, we're on the same page. I'm trying to figure out when we're going to have this discussion because you already know the first thing I, I pointed out to you in that message when he was like, you can't be mad or, or I'm mad that she now limits who, who can come back around and talk to her. I so there. Oh, oh, absolutely. We're getting there. So clearly there's a situation that has happened recently where his homegirl used to be uh, a little heavy. And she lost weight. But when she was heavy, there were certain men that she wanted to date. And they were not interested in her because she had weight on her. And now that she's dropped the weight, he kind of feels that this guy feels a certain type of way 
because she now is like, I'm not trying to, you want you back then you didn't want me. Now I'm high. You won't love me. I'm not, I'm not with it. So he doesn't understand why she cannot date those guys. And but why is it his business one? I also said that I said it looks like you 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 navigating trying to figure out other people's business that don't have nothing to do with you because it's not like he one of the people that want to date her now and she's like no. Well, that's what it kind of sounds like. It sounds like he I I feel like people be projecting. So for me, I feel like <laughs> he might want to date her or or is attracted to her because he said that she well she was beautiful then and she just looks better now. Like, pretty much is what he was saying. So, for me, I was like, so wait a second. Your homegirl confided in you about something that was kind of bothering her. And now we're on the internet talking about it. And I think it's kind of fucked up. And, I mean, so, and then you said, I can relate to her. And so, I would like to talk to you about how you relate. I mean, well, uh quiet is kept that's not so quiet because it's on my page like at one point i was damn near 300 pounds so like i've lived that fluffy girl life big girl life i was always heavy in school in the family big like the big girl right and so okay. about like being last chosen not getting necessarily the the popular guys because they're going after the red bones with the long hair and the skinny girls and all of this stuff you have that experience. And so when you are going through life and you're liking a certain type of guy, regardless of if y'all start talking, don't talk, whatever. I was a heavy girl and I still was pulling niggas. Let's be clear. <laughs> still pulling niggas. Were they always the niggas? Maybe not, but they were niggas, right? That I that I was I found attractive that were in my lane. Okay. So when I came to my self-discovery and said, you know what, these really aren't the people that I see myself with, the people, person that I believe will be my future self or whatever, whatever, whatever. What, exactly what I said earlier, what are the things that are on these lists? Like what would make me feel like my self-esteem is higher? What would make me feel better about myself or have more courage to feel like that is what I deserve or like to have those people yeah. be attracted to me? And so then I set out on a goal for myself to improve yeah. my own self-esteem. Now, to improve my self-esteem, it came with losing fucking weight. Like, yeah. that was a goal of mine. I think a lot of things happened in between that. I had a, a parent die. I had, you know, a lot of different situations that, like, triggered, like, you need to do something for yourself mm -hmm. before this is you, before this ends up being your life and you die from, from natural causes and shit. But you look at yourself and you say, you have to do something. You have to get it together. Dom, I don't know yeah. about, like, I think you've always been small, smaller, right? Like, you've been on yeah, that I, spectrum. Yeah, I've always been, like, yeah, thin, uh, which is met with. It's people, own challenges. Yeah, it, 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 it's met with its own things because I'm not the curvy girl, you know. I didn't get, I didn't even get boobs for real until college. You know what I mean? Like, I was smaller chested and, and then, like, I hit, like, this random like growth spurt well boob spurt um in my like 20s and i had like moved here so people thought i moved out to la and got work done they thought i got my boobs done they i've been accused of getting a nose job and i was like if i would have got anything done i would have got lipo and got this fat sucked out my gut okay like just keeping it a book and so 
you know, I think that people don't realize a lot of stuff that we do. I, I think because I feel like somebody could take what you said and take it out of context because you, you just said like, oh, for me, like, yeah, I wanted to do these things, but also it was like, how can I really get the dude that I really want to like date? Like, this is not yeah, it yeah, for yeah. me. Well, let me clarify, because yeah. I am not saying that the only reason I got my shit together right. is so that I could go attract some nigga. Yeah. I want to be super clear and very intentional about what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. Dating a certain caliber of man comes with a certain level of self-esteem and yep. appearance. It just yep. is what it is. Like, yep. that's the of it let's leave that there put a pin in it absolutely whatever the word like i work in corporate america i don't care what nobody say i don't care for women Mm -hmm. corporate america has a lack of respect for big women yep they don't feel like we can make proper decisions yep there are a lot of very successful curvy women in corporate America. But if you talk to them and they gave you the real, they would tell you that it is definitely a difference. And when they walk into a room and start to assert themselves, when they're trying to get in a, into an event or when they're trying to uh, network with somebody, like people look at you differently when you are heavy, when you're a heavy yeah. person. So when I started to lose the weight, as it started to come off, immediately saw a difference in how people treated me. Absolutely. Immediately, both in corporate America, in dating, in family, in friendships, and everything. When I go to the damn store, or do you want to go in front of me? Yeah. Go to the club. Oh, you you can come on in. Come on in. It's a it's it, and it's it's a weird it's a weird like uh like mind fuck too, because. Even something as simple, and I, I peeped it, having the dark hair versus the light hair. You know, like I have been blonde since I was like 27, 28, and uh, then cut it at 30. And then I really wanted to experience like Neil Long, Tony Braxton, circa 94, 95. And just even that, like, you know, like I even had like a, like, a girl that I know through my stylist, my hairstylist, she was like, like, that was cute, like, for the moment, but you having light hair changes your appearance. Mm -hmm. It makes you stand out. I thought I was always standing out with the short hair, because, you know, like, you know, but no, like, people, it's really weird. In the moment that that hair changed, I was like, oh, shit, like, Y'all was trying to sleep on me, but you know, like, and I don't really care about stuff like that, but it's definitely, like you said, like, there's a certain level of, like, it's about being seen. Like, we talked about that, like, that whole concept of, like, why would I go date somebody that wasn't really rocky with me when I looked this type of way? And then now you want to, you want to spend the block on me and I'm supposed to engage because now now because i fit into the mold that you wanted but let's no. talk about it because i'm i mm, i believe that that man had every right to feel the way that he felt about not dating this girl your friend this post person who posted yeah. whatever the person is he had every right to not want to date her and that's fine that's yeah. his preference the fact that she glowed up lost her weight did what she needed to do and didn't want to spend the block is her preference yep. from a person that has been in that situation like 
being in a situation where you see people that you were interested in wanted to talk to who denied you or whatever and then you get to a state where you're comfortable and you, you glowing and all of this stuff and they're coming back like hey how you doing stranger damn you looking real good oh, okay thank you and yeah. keep talking. why yeah. not because oh now i'm bitter and salty and all of these things i could never see you as my partner because you couldn't yep. see me through whatever the physical situation was and that was your preference but guess what timing is everything and unfortunately you met me at that time and not at this time and so I, now I, you never be i fuck with you on that and, and see for me it's even you know like you said it, it it's for me it becomes like psychological because i'm like okay at any given moment something can happen where you know like let's say i have we have a kid and it's taking me a little longer to to lose the weight and then all of a sudden you're like you need to do this you, you know like so it's like it's a pattern and so i'm like always i would always wonder what, if i gain this weight back are you gonna fuck with me yeah and so it's it's just like people you know some people could get over their partners cheating or whatever but for me i'm like i don't know like i've i've only been that i know of been cheated on once right and it always was in my mind. And it was in my mind so much I had to seek revenge. I don't want to live like that. Wait, don't tell us the story. <laughs> I want to know. You did what? <laughs> Look, this was in college. And this is when my mom gave me a piece of advice that I will never forget. And so ultimately, I had my boyfriend at the time. Uh called me i was at work i didn't pick up but i saw him you know like when i took a break i i called him back he didn't answer so no big deal it was a sunday the mall closed at six so i was like all right well he didn't hit me back i text nothing i'll call him when i get off work nothing that night i went to bed i didn't feel good i was like man this nigga doing some shit. like i i i just know it i don't know if i manifested it but i knew i could tell so Whatever it was, I felt like I might not have heard from him for a couple of days, but whatever it was, I was just like, I, my birthday came up and my birthday fell on a Thursday. His cousin had hit me and said happy birthday before he even told me. So I was like, what the fuck is up? Like, what's going on? And I was like, I had this weird dream that you cheated on me. And he was like, oh, you know, like, so he, of course he had to confess. And he was like, he went and took this girl that he used to talk to out to like dinner and a movie. But his reasoning behind it, it was like it was my fault because I didn't pick up the phone when he called. I said, but I called you right back. It wasn't like it was hours had passed. I called you right back. So down the line i like ran into this dude that i kept running into and he was very attractive like he was fit he had a like a low-cut season with the deep waves and every, you gotta every sing the song now now you gotta yeah. sing it now you <laughs> no. gotta sing it no but no, ultimately with the deep wet sorry i had to get <laughs> but ultimately okay so everybody every time i saw this guy he was, would be with my homeboy and he would be drunk and so i never thought that he would remember me like so this last time he's like so what happened you never called me i was like Nigga, like 
you're not going to remember in the morning that you met me. So he was like, I remember that I met you. So I, I went out with him. And so we started talking and he took me, <laughs> y'all, like he took me to Hula Hands, let me order whatever I wanted. So And I'm in college, so you telling me get whatever I want? Hey, I'm telling y'all, I was spoiled early when it came to this dating shit. I was spoiled early on. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, um, we started texting a lot and then went out like a couple more times that he wanted me to come over. You know, so I was like, I I I could I think I could do that. But I had a boyfriend and I had a key to my boyfriend's house. Like, but it, it came with stipulations. I had to call before I would come over. So I think that's I know where the story is going and I'm scared. Go ahead. It's not going there. So ultimately okay. that I go over to the guy's house and you know, it was like breakfast time and we started like making out and I, I was like, hold on. Like, I, I was like, I still got a boyfriend. Let me go break it with him real quick. And I'm gonna come right back. He live around the corner. Cause he did. So I wrote a breakup letter super quick. Girl, I left that key. I went back over to the house and I fucked the shit out of that dude. We gonna have to about that today. We talked we about we this. offline because you did what? You wrote this man a note and slid it under his door? No, I put it on his bed. He was coming home from work, so I left it. Okay. We I was going to do with the key, so when he came home, like... This was old time. This was a long time ago. We're going to talk about this later, but but yeah. yeah okay. It's okay. nothing. It's nothing. Okay. You've only been cheated on one time. That I know of. Okay, and this was the time. This particular yeah, situation. Time. Okay. All right. Well, now what though? I moved to LA. And what's dating been like since? Like I'm I'm trying to get to Oh, okay. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> friend. Okay, look. Back to the situation ahead, and then I'm gonna tell you. Um, I I I just feel like when it comes to like dating in general, like like we said, like people just really, I think a lot of people don't know what they want. And, and maybe it's because they really don't know themselves. Come on, come on. Because come on. I, I, I feel like a lot of, it's more people that don't like really like understand the concept of what that means. Because, you know, if, if you don't love yourself, then how can somebody else love you? And so I, I feel like it, it's a lot of self-reflection that people have to really kind of do. And I think that we subscribe to like a lot of things that are put in place that we can't necessarily relate to, especially as black people. And that was one of the things that I kind of told the guy. I was like, he was like, women, you know, for I felt like he felt like women only wanted men for solely for money purposes. Whereas I was like, that I, I, I think you're missing the point here, even in what you're saying, because this is coming across a certain way. And for me, I'm like, okay, money equals stability. Yes. You attraction and looks equals like you can that's the preference. Like, and you're entitled to have that preference, but not at the expense of black women, because a lot of people do that bullshit too. But what I'm saying is, is that for somebody 
we didn't create the stat the stat the status quo when it comes to that right the patriarchy did so the patriarchy told us that men have to have money and men have to be providers it doesn't say anything about men being emotional outlets for us and hell it doesn't even say that for to be that for, for men to be that amongst their peers so that's why men are having a lot of issues because there's a lot of things that are happening that they are currently unpacking but it's like the basic things that we know when it comes to relationships and the foundations of relationships what the man is supposed to bring to the table and what the woman is supposed to bring to the table right we can talk about oh, I'm this I, I know it's like and i hate the table conversation because a lot of y'all got termites so ultimately what you're saying is that you're upset that women are being allowed and proud and saying well i'm going to subscribe and i'm going to come and subscribe to what the patriarchy is telling me because y'all told me that is what's supposed to be so i deserve to have it so your issue ain't with women your issue is with men I don't 100% agree with this, but um, I also haven't formulated my opinion yet as to why I don't agree. So I don't want to just throw some shit at you and hope. Well, give us a little insight. I think when you talk about patriarchy, you're talking about the man being the provider and all of these things. But as a part of patriarchy, a woman is also also supposed to do her part as well. And we live in a society where women don't want to do that no more. Yeah, but that's that. But that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying it from the sta standard, like from the side of what he was posting about, what the guy was saying, and 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 it's it felt like everything went just back to the financial aspect of things versus it was like, well, you're saying I have to have money, and but I'm saying because you used to be fat, I'm gonna say I don't want to say fat. Fat sounds so aggressive. You used I mean, to be that's what it is like. Well, you used to you used to be fluffy, and now you you fit and, and thick in all the right places. So mm -hmm. because because of so you're, you're you're saying that you don't want to date this guy, but it, like it doesn't the two or I might do like you sound slow. Like this does the, the, well, the same thing. Yeah, and to play devil's advocate, I want to believe that what his issue is is that there are women who will decline advances from men who don't have money. And then yeah. once men get money, it's like they want to circle the block and be like, oh, you got money now? Let me talk to you. Right? And I think that's just as bad. Personally, I do. Yeah. What I will say is that as a woman, I will date a man that is financially deficient in his bank account. Okay. Five to broke because broke is a mentality. And yeah. if you have a broke mentality, I can't fuck with you. Yeah. I just can't. As a man, if I'm coming to you and I'm interested in you and you currently do not have funds to do what needs to be done as it relates to me and whatever else, if you are so deficient that you can't even take care of yourself, you should not be what, Dom? Dating. Dating. You shouldn't be dating. Right? Should be dating. Shout out to Clint for that. Shout out to Clint Coley. If you are broke, you should not be dating. Not be dating. And that goes for men and women. Period. And you I feel like responsibility first, but the yeah. part two to that Dom is if you don't have the funds, and I'll tell you a situation that that recently happened. If you don't have the funds, mm 
But you have the mentality, you have the mindset, you have a goal, you're like on a mission. I know that I need to do X, Y, and Z. I'm either in school or I have X, Y, and Z set up. This job is going to lead me to this. I know that like whatever, 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 this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I can fuck with you. Yeah. Now I'm not going to take care of you, but I can ride with you. Like we, we can be in this together. You got to be secure in yourself though. I'm a grown ass woman with my own apartment, my own situation, my own whatever. I got a dog now. Like I can fully take care of myself. I take care of my mom and the, like, I don't need anything from you. But if you're in a situation where you're still building, you're still trying to acquire your stuff and, and get your stuff together, we can rock, but you gotta be secure in that. The last time I, I dated somebody that was a little bit under financially, like he was in school and he, he was so, insecure about not having money it's like i'm gonna be in in law school for the next three years and what happens if you just decide like i want to go take a trip and i can't take the trip because i ain't got no what if you can't take the fucking trip you can't take the trip i, I don't know what to tell you i'm not gonna not take it but that doesn't mean I'm, <laughs> you, you can't well here's the interesting thing too like i know men that that were interested in in women you know that ultimately were like you know what let me hit you with my money right like and and if you're available would you be open because they were financially you know like in a space where it's like this is this is not going how you know like things happen to people we all have setbacks but they was like let me remove myself because you're going to require certain things, not because you, you know, you, you're a woman, but it's like, there's certain things I want to be able to do for you. And if a man can communicate that, if he can yeah. say that and say, look, I have a lot of respect for you. I really enjoy spending time with you, but I know the type of woman you are. And I don't want to give you less than what you deserve right now. Yeah. So I would like to take some time to go and get my money right and do what I need to do. The worst thing you can do for a woman who wants to be there for you, like men, men when they when they get broke, when they money get funny, they get depressed, mm -hmm. they like draw, they do all of this stuff that gets yep. really weird. And for people who don't understand why they're doing that, when you don't communicate with us and tell us what's going on, like we just supposed to expect or like read your minds and say, Oh, dang, his money funny. Let me take a step back. Yeah. Like, if we've been been rocking and now your money is is shit, then you need to communicate. Look. It's rough right now. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I promised this. I said this. I did whatever, whatever. But I ain't got it. And I, yeah. I respect you enough to say, like, let me take a step back so that I can I can refigure this out, come back, and give you what you need to have. I'm, man, I respect you yeah. 10,000 times more. Yeah. And we can, always, we can also, like, be friends. You know, like, we ain't got it. And we could do, like, you know, like, check-ins, you know, like, do a free thing here and there or whatever if it's like that. But it's, like, it's one thing where it's like you know like you said somebody because potential is a motherfucker like falling in love with but somebody with potential. with potential though anymore my dating yeah we, yeah we're dating and so but that's the thing it's like are you dating for a potential you know potential or are you dating intentionally and so there's a variety it's, and so we know the red flags you can pick up on that stuff right away and, and, and like I told you, we're all not perfect. The the concept that the issue with dating is, is a lot of people don't want to ask the questions. And so when they get into these deep relationships and or marriages with people and shit start hitting the fan, people want to be surprised. 
Well, or they are, are surprised, but I was like, damn, you didn't ask that nigga that when y'all was dating? The issue you, that I see is that niggas want to lead with money. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You want to lead with the money. Absolutely. And you don't want to give enough of yourself emotionally so that there is an attachment beyond the money. So yep. then when your money is funny and you don't have anything else to, to offer, offer. you haven't given of yourself, you don't know anything about this person enough to be able to connect beyond that, it's yeah. like, oh, the world is ending. That's it. I guess I ain't got nothing else to offer. Yep. And that's like the person who who posted this thing is mad that people don't want to spin the block or she wouldn't want to spin the block. Whatever he mad about, he all butt hurt for something. But yeah, I I, I feel like (laughs) and I'll see you the episode, y'all. And I'll be sure to also put it in the show notes so y'all can see the like what we're preferencing because it's the same thing. It's the same shit, different day. And I'll be like, oh, my God, you're not tired. I told you to, you know, my ass. I was like, I said, you, you got to go talk to somebody about this because this comes up a lot and it bothers you. But so for you to tell me that it doesn't pertain to you and it doesn't affect you, you're mad. It's affecting you. And so something has happened where this is triggering you in some kind of way. I really think he want to date that girl and the girl. Was I think he want to date the girl. Hell no, I don't want to talk to you because you declined. You, you rejected me back in the day and I fuck you because I'm fine. I'm gonna stand on that ten toes down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That. As a as a woman that's in this woman's position where she ain't circling the block, she ain't letting nobody come back around. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I would say this like you know when I knew the type of man that I wanted to date it, you know, dated, wanted to kind of date and, and hobnob with. Uh-huh. And that came with you know like you said like it yes i'm educated yes i have my degrees you know yes i you know and i also understand the concept like i, I feel like both of us probably have pretty have benefited from pretty privilege you know what i mean uh and but there were certain spaces i was like okay well i'm only gonna you know maybe go to certain places to potentially meet these kind of men because it's a game it's all a game men, for men it's the same thing when it comes to women and you know you might so for me like at one point i was working in beverly hills so it's a lot of stuff happening outside of shopping when it comes to beverly hills so uh you got like financial districts over there you got all this stuff that's happening so i was like oh i bet i can meet a nice guy going to like a happy hour or you know so we would do a happy hour or something like a couple of times a week outside of work we would go i would go to sporting events and i would meet nice you know like nice men you know so it's also it's like so i try to tell my homegirls that i'm like okay where are you guys going? What's happening? Men, it's the same question. So if you're going to the same place constantly, like every week, and it's the same people, I'm like, you kind of got to expand beyond that to kind of see, you know, like what's really out there. A lot of women don't care for sports. But I'm like, you might need to bite the bullet and go to a few things and, you know, like potentially try to meet somebody. I'm only going uh, to a sporting event if I'm in a suite or a box. You're not going to meet a man there. Unless it's somebody, unless it's, you're not mean the man in the sweeter box because for the most part that you go on with like a company, you know, 
but that's fine. Because the men that I will meet when I'm in that suite or that box are the people that I need to be around. Like that, if I'm with a company, if I'm with a, a whatever, then they've also invited the caliber of people that I want to deal with. Not to say that they're not anywhere else, but yeah. I know what I like and I know what I don't. I'm willing to go outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. I feel, I feel like for, for, okay, so for my experience being in the box, those were the majority of the people that I, I knew them in some capacity or we've crossed paths. So for me, it was more about actually like sitting in certain sections, like I'm probably going to sit in like the 100s, you know, and, and go to a game. And, and that's why I, I met a really nice guy uh, that was into uh, like he was like a big like developer out here, real estate developer. And I ended up sitting behind him at a basketball game and we hit it off. And so we were dating for like a while off and on. But so like things like that or, and you know, like I said, like I did date a couple of clients, but outside of that, it was just like, you know, like I said, like I was meeting people in like places where I was like stepping outside my comfort zone. So dating is just always interesting and it's a game of risk. It really is risk. Sometimes you, it, it's risk versus reward, but it's knowing what you want and knowing what you're going to attract versus what's attracted yeah. to you and all of that. Like you to go back to this, this dude's message. You cannot be mad that this woman has leveled up when you have songs from Kanye West of like when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl, all of this stuff. Men do it all the time. They do it all the time. A point where they feel like they've bettered themselves. They've leveled up. They've got their coin. They've got this. They've got that. They now go to where they want to be in terms of who they feel like they can attract at that time. And, and it, you want to know what it all goes back to and what are they leading with money? Cause it's like, she's not deserving of that because of X, Y, Z. And then now that I got it, so it's just forget all of these women, this entire race of women. And then I'm going to go over here. Even and if we, Take race out of it because somebody's gonna have a whole debate about that and all that. I don't care. That's what we're here for. Take the race piece out and say, okay, this woman been down with you while you've been broke all of this time. You get on, you level up, you do what you need to do, and now you go to another woman, whatever race she is. Yeah, yeah. They'll decide that they want to fucking level up, and they're not gonna spend the block to whoever wanted them when they were broke because that's not the mentality of people that they want. So if I'm now fine as hell and I want to attract this man who is also fine as hell, who also has a significant amount of money or money mentality or whatever that is, if that fits who I am and I'm on the checklist now, then that's what the fuck I want to date. And you yeah. can't be mad about it. You can't get, you can't complain about it. And I, you and missed I the boat. You missed the, you missed the boat. Get over it. I, I, and I also, I, I, <laughs> it's funny because we feel like this is a linear, like this is the only pertaining to like our people, right? But we've, I've seen these conversations happen with like white people and it just be so funny. But it's also, it's like what we talked about. I, w- I was talking to this girl earlier and we were talking about the concept of like, when it comes to us doing certain spaces, the certain things and navigating certain spaces versus like a white woman. 
and, and you know, like white women be like, the audacity of, of this not to be mine, I'm deserving of it. And we'd be like, I got to hustle it out. And I'd be like, bitch, that's the the, the biggest misconstrued statement. I, this hustle bullshit, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Okay? The audacity is mine. And that's why you see a lot of people like, I'm about to live my white, my best white man life. Cause they, and they be mediocre as fuck. And they, they, they got it all. So it's now, like, outside your race? what'd you say? You did outside your race? Yeah. For the first half of my, I've been in LA since 2010. So it'll be 13 years. Like, yeah, this October, ow, this October. Um, but, yeah, like I dated outside my race a lot out here because I had to. Do you feel like the men that you dated that were outside of your race were men that you were attracted to that were or weren't within your lane? Yeah, I was definitely attracted to them. Uh, and they were in my lane, you know, and, and sometimes what happens is, is that I think I was more so shocked that so many men were interested in me because I'm from St. Louis. So it's like very black and white, you know, a lot of, and when you see, but when you would kind of see like black men, like dating, like white girls or whatever it's, uh, they would be kind of like, the Carlton type dudes, kind of like, kind of like quirky, and I'm not, I'm not. We we was referred to them as corny, kind of, but like, you know. And, and so when some of them actually like when they married black women, it was a couple of them. I was like shocked, like wow. But I think for me, because of like, because there is unfortunately this weird disdain for black women. Um, I was shocked that, you know, like globally, I was having like just a different experience. Do you think it's a disdain for black women or do you think that it's literally the perception of what we give off, like our energy, our esteem, like whatever that is and however it's built and, and instilled within us? I'm going to say do or don't like. Hmm, I'm going to say. I'm going to say a lot of it has nothing to do with what we give off. We can walk in the room and not say nothing, all eyes be on us, because people are so enamored by us. So I think it's the the crown that we wear. Like, I know that sounds hoteppy, but, you know, like, I, I know I know Kim when I'm walking in the room. It's like, what's up? Like, I'm here. Like, <laughs> like. Oh, yeah. No. We know. You know, you know, like a man could be with his chick. Like it literally, like I, it literally just happened at Target, where this what guy was. You have. I I feel like I the energy is like literally, I'm that girl meets alien superstar. I'm in agreement. I have yeah. friends that tell me I can't come with them places because they know how I'm gonna show up. The the woman um who's my low-key dating coach right now, she was telling other women, like, you have to have friends, you have to go out exactly what you were saying, get outside of your comfort zone, go places, do things, and like explore. But she was like, When you go, you gotta go with a friend. You can't be by yourself all the time. Like, you have to have female friends that can balance you out. Just yeah. make sure they're not the Beyonce because 
you can't have a friend that when you go somewhere all the time, all eyes are on them. If you want the eyes to be on you. And that's that's what she was telling. And I, I feel like for you and your friend groups, you can often be the fiance. Like you are going to be the one that the eyes go to. You sound like my cousin. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Yes and no. Because sometimes the person... Uh, I'm going to say yes and no because... And it depends on where I'm going. Because if it's a certain requirement, like if it's a certain dress code, I feel like there are certain friends I'm going to call. If it's more relaxed, I'll probably go with one of my other homegirls or whatever, you know. But I'm always gonna because for me it's like you just never know who who's in the room even if i'm like casual casual cute or whatever you know like what we're gonna say athleisure um i'm, I'm still gonna somewhat kind of look put together but ultimately i would say yes and no because you know knowing how the the concept of looks work i could go somewhere and be attracted to somebody and ultimately my friend could be what like his preference because that's what he's used to dating or they have something that like you know and it doesn't make me feel like i'm now latavia or farah yes i said that but you know i'm still in my right like i'm, I'm still not even gonna go there i think I think though that you know what I'm saying. I know, I know you're, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know you're trying to be nice and you try to soften the blow. There are people oh, you in in our friend group, whoever else. When you go places, there is a magnetism. People are drawn to you. People want to be around you. People want to talk to you. That comes with a certain level of self-esteem. That mm -hmm. comes with a certain level of work on yourself, whether that's external or internal. And all of those things are the steps that have to happen for you to get to a certain level to say, I want this type of person. Now, when you go somewhere, ain't no Dusty walking up to you. They do. Why, dog? Girl, that me the only people that be trying to talk to me. And I just. Oh, like, yeah. No, I don't have I don't have Dusties that walk up to me. I can't. Yeah, I can't so it, it, but it's, it's, it's really weird. And I can, you know, and here's the thing, too. It's like I, I got to respect the player because it's, a, it's been a man staring at me at the bar for the past hour. And, and and it's googly eye, but ain't saying nothing. So you was like, "Fuck it, I'm going up here. I'm figuring it out." It's like, "Go home, Roger. Go home." I, look, I it, I don't have dusties that come up to me. I don't have dusty. Well, look, they got some little random little thing, whatever those dusties. But like in person, in real life, men know if I'm stepping to her. There's a certain level now. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I would, they, I, they never, I never give the dusties my number, but I appreciate the confidence. But when a man really comes to me, like they know they got to come correct. But so, which goes back to the DM conversation that we talked about. Like, I think it's a certain energy, even from the photo that's coming across. And sometimes people misinterpret it. Cause I've, I've, I've had certain men say, and I'll still be trying to figure I'm like, okay, you got that from, that I don't I don't know how, but okay. But ultimately, I think it, it's like they know. And I, and I remember dating a guy, um, and he was like much older, and he was like, you know, I never really had the confidence to date 
what I felt like I was deserving of because I lacked the confidence. Mm -hmm. And so I always wanted to date women like that look like you, that were like you. And, oh, and what was the key factor? What was the shift? Money. So for men, they equate and confidence so to that. That's so sad. And it's it, it turned me off, quite frankly. I think I, because of my history with weight and all of that stuff, I learned, and I mean, also other stuff too with like, dad and, and family and whatever else I was always the person that had to reach out to my family to my dad to my friend whatever so that I didn't feel like the I went out I always had to be the one to initiate contact and so even in my adult years as a bigger woman mm -hmm. I always felt comfortable initiating a conversation yeah. like if I see you looking me dead in my face and you're not saying anything hi how are you is it like what's up What's going on? Yeah. Like, let me help you. What's going on? As a person now that is in a different space, I find myself still doing that. And I don't have to. Yeah. But I still find myself slipping back into those situations where I'm like, this man is looking at me or I'm attracted to this person. I'm going to say something. I'm going to, like, take the first step. And those are the people I really want to deal with. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I don't want to deal with those people. I want to deal with the confident men that can come to me. And the men I, that have been most successful most recently are the men that do that. The ones that okay. fail miserably, that, like, we crash and burn, regardless of whose fault it was, is when they didn't even take the, the first step at, to start this. I did. And I don't okay. want So from the jump, I'm dealing with something I don't even want. And that's why it's crashing and burning. You know, I, I would say for the most part, um, I might have, I, I know in my current situation, how we met, it was at like a house party. But when he walked in, I was like, ooh, who's that motherfucker? Like, who is that? Like, I'm gonna get that. But then I also was like, shit, like, they, do they, do that? I know I do. I was like, okay, now my mind is racing. That men do, but I think it's a lie because when I see a man that I want, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'd be like, I'm gonna get him. I, well, I, and I was like, I'm, I was like, hook, line, and sinker. Like, I was getting it. Like, now, and, and what helped is that there was uh, a level of like when we started to talk like that that day when i engaged in conversation he picks up on my accent and so now it's like oh where are you from and then there's like this level of familiarity there because that's where his family is from and so i was like oh yeah this is gonna be my husband i got this this ain't i got this in a bag and i know his homeboy because like i knew he, like his homeboy liked me right and i was like oh, i'm not interested you're not my type like you and i yeah, i don't have a type but you don't fit the mold like what i'm looking for mm -hmm. and it was just so funny because then like the friend like invites and i've known the friend for years and then i'm like okay so then they like oh we having taco tuesday and i was praying kim i was praying that the man would be there yeah yeah because i didn't get his number that day because i was like I didn't want to be like too, too aggressive. But then I was like, if he's there that Tuesday, I'm going in. And then 
I when I went into like the kitchen, I didn't see him, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what the fuck?" Then I went to like this other room, and he was there talking to somebody, some girl or whatever. And I didn't give a fuck. I was like, "Hey, boo, what's up?" And he, it was like, he looks at me. He has this look, and he does it every so often. It's like he sees, like he has seen me for the first time again. And I love when that happens because then it happens a lot after we like will fall out, like we'll argue about something yeah. and we'll be mad at each other. And then we can't stand niggas that do that. I, I'm saying that facetiously. I love it, but I can't stand when they do that because it makes me fall deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And deeper. When they look at you and like, get yeah, I like, I got this nigga. Like, it'd be fine. Like, <laughs> but you know. I will put that shit on. Like if I'm about to go out, if I'm about to do something, and I know I look good, I'm calling, being like, "Look at me, tell, like, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, me oh. and tell me I look good." <laughs> it's, it's a drug, quite frank. I'm not even gonna hold you. It's a drug. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny. Men who know how to do it well know they know how to do it and get on my fucking nerves because they know I, what they're doing. And, and you know, I date an Aquarius, so they don't give it often. But when they give what? it, uh, no, like I'll be like, oh, I look good today. I'm gonna say this for this nigga won't say nothing. I was like, okay, bitch. Like, all right, I'm gonna put it on Instagram. Don't mm-hmm. put them sunglasses on. I don't, I don't, I don't have the same experience. But what I will say is, I know who I I need to call when I need that boost. And I think too, we got to be honest with ourselves and know uh-huh. that. This ain't the the podcast for this. This ain't the conversation for today. That we we have to know when we need healing in certain areas because that boost is still left over from when I was a fat girl. Like I'm very clear and aware of that. I mm-hmm. need that adrenaline, that that dopamine boost from the people that I, I get it from because I was lacking it back then, right? So mm-hmm. now that I face and in in this mm-hmm. body, I know that I can attract a certain level man. I know that I am attracted to a certain level man. Yeah. But I still want you to tell me, oh, girl, you look good. I know I look good. I need you to tell yeah. me. I need it. So, I need to hear it. I need to, to hear it. Like, we want to be honest. I need a man that's going to tell me I look good because I need to hear it from, from that girl, Kim. Like, I need to hear I'd be it. Like, listen, boy, say my name. I'll be like, say it. Tell me I look good. You know, all of that. And it's just so funny because, you know, like, and I never trip off of it, but it'd be like Sunday. I'd be like, whoo. Likes, buddy. Say my name. Do all of it. All of it. All of it. Girl, you know, singer, singer in my past life. Past life. Listen. So I- it, it, it's just funny, and I think, but it all, it like I said, it it all goes back to knowing your role, knowing who you are as a person. And saying, and, and like, and, and we talked about this earlier, you know, like being able to uh, attract what we know, like we deserve. And ultimately, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people focus on uh, being like on what they don't want, go to dog, uh, where that person starts to manifest because your mind is only there. It's like, I don't want this. I don't want this. And now, yeah, that person starts to manifest. Somebody's like, why is this person all my red flags? Mm-hmm. Well, you must have focusing on, like, there's one thing, acknowledging somebody's flaws and, and, and hiccups. 
but it's like another thing to only so many people only say what they don't want and they meet those people slight deviation derivative of that i think a lot of people focus on the things that they don't want and they will meet people that then don't have those things and still don't possess things that they do want because they haven't spent enough time saying i do want these things i do want this i do want that yeah have balance of the two like yes we, I don't want to get a lot. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. Cool. Now the person that's standing in front of me, don't lie. He don't this. He don't that. Yet he still don't meet my list of requirements. Yeah. Why? Well, friend, I don't know. I, I think, but it's just because mainly because we focus on, and it sucks, but, but the society we live in, we harbor on like, the negative as opposed to the positive. Like, and I think that's why people love pages, probably like black love or a black love doc or something. So when you hear those positive stories, cause we feel like it's few far in between. And really when we think about like the percentage of people and I'll be specific, like black people, we always hear these crazy numbers about, single mom, singles, you know, dads, like the the amount of single women is higher, you know, uh, single moms is higher than men because I'm like, yeah, it's higher because a nigga can get 20 bitches pregnant and have kids by 20 women. I'm like, so, but we don't, we don't really highlight like the positive number, like how, like a lot of black people, that's a cute, it was like 80 something percent of black people were like in relationships and or married. Now, are they happy? It's a it's a high number, yes. I want to because a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are. We talk about healing, doing the work, feeding their inner child. A lot of people are, yeah, like it's getting back to kind of like basics when it comes to that shit. It's a lot of black people married. Now, now I didn't say if they was happy, but I said they married. I'm gonna have to go look that up because I like and and this is to your point. I never would have thought that. I never yeah. ever in my life would have thought that the number would be that high. And I think there's a whole other conversation to be had about marriage and all of those things. I want to preface like we should have started with this. I don't give advice to nobody because I don't even have the answers myself. I'm still healing, still learning, still growing. Every situation is teaching me something different. But I would have never thought that people were married at that rate. Like I just wouldn't. Ever. It's a lot of black. It's a lot of people married. Yeah. Every time, I, and I feel like everywhere I turn, it's somebody getting engaged. It is somebody walking down the aisle, and I just feel like, oh wow, like I, I, I was like, is this overload? But also, mm-hmm. it's just like I look at it like this: like we all are all in control of our happiness, and we deserve to be happy. If we're so, like, find your person too, that like contributes to that happiness like they're not the root of your happiness but they're like oh, i could bring you a little sunshine too if you, you got honest. the you got the you got the rainbow you you know i give you a little you know i got you got the sun going i give you a little rainbow a little skittles so i like that so i'm gonna repeat if you're honest about it yeah people have to be honest with themselves about yeah. what they want people out here saying i want to be married and they ain't doing the work to be married people oh, out here and I never want to be married and ha- aren't being honest with the reason why. 
for a long time, and I'm still undecided, but I, for a long time, I was like, I'm not, I'm not having kids. I don't want kids. Like, I'm not doing that. And I had to be honest with myself and, and say that I felt that way because I felt like I was inadequate and I didn't think that I would be a good mom. Like, I just... I felt like I would, I'm a nurturer. I love to care for people and all of that, but I'm not a person that is good with commitment. And you telling me to commit minimum 18 years of, of, of constant support and attention. Like I got to do this all the time. I have commitment. I, I, I wouldn't mind it. As long as I, I, I would want to have a solid partner. I don't want to do that alone. Like well, that's what I'm learning now yeah, in the, the work, like when you are going back to therapy and having these conversations and being honest with yourself and learning, like you don't think that you want to have kids because you don't think that you will be a good parent, but guess what? You don't have to be a parent by yourself. Yeah, you don't. So guess what my family shows? Everybody is divorced in my family, every person. Mm. So in my mind, having a kid means at some point I'm going to be by myself doing it. Yeah. And that's fucked up, right? Like, but it took a while for me to be honest to say, like, that is why I view this like this. Like, I genuinely feel like at some point I'm going to be by myself and have to be, like, a parent. That is what I'm seeing in my family. And so you have to break that, go to therapy, heal, learn, and, like, say, no, you need to work on yourself and understand how to be in a successful relationship and pick the person that you would have a child with that you believe would have a successful co-parenting relationship. Like, And that's not what I was doing. In my mind, subconsciously, I just knew, like, well, I need to think about this. At some point, I'll be by myself doing this. Damn. That's, that's crazy. Wild. That is. That's the duality of that is, like, I don't think I'm... I think that at some point I'm going to be by myself doing this. So I automatically assume the worst of any relationship. I, I like, skip to the end before it Damn. even begins. Because I know it's going to end at some point. Damn. Then I don't think that I'm good enough to be this person's parent by myself. Like it's it's a lot, but it's, it's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Be honest, you gotta do the work. And yeah. I know, like as a person that is on this journey to doing the work, I can't be with other people that's gonna trigger me. Yeah. And bring me back to where I was. Yeah. And that's what happens in dating too. It's not just about physical features. It's not just about money. It's not just about any of that shit. You yeah. have to get in your lane as a person who is also either on the journey or further along in their journey. Yep. Because if you don't, you will get fucked up and pulled back to the person you don't want to be. That's, that's, listen, that's why I be telling people, I was like, it's certain stuff, like, and you just try to, you know, I, I had to have that conversation, like, last year with, like, my brother about some shit, and I was like, yo, like, honestly... If that's gonna be the thing, like the I I I can leave. And I was like, mainly because I was like, I don't have time, I don't do slight slick shit. I, it's not funny to me. It's not cool. And I'm like, yeah, somebody wanna be petty, but I'll be pettier. And I don't like that. Like I'm like, so it, it it's about hey, boundaries. This is what works for me, and this is what makes me comfortable. And I'm not, I'm not trying to go back because like we're all trying to be the best versions of ourselves, at least the people that I know that I fuck with. Yeah. yeah, you know, like a lot of a lot of my friends are all in therapy. Uh, we all are able to call shit out and have like those tough conversations. And I'm able to say, "Hey, I ain't fucking with you today." 
I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. But today is a no. And, and, and sometimes people don't understand why. And even, and even calling shit out, they'll still try to like play you. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to call you probably by the end of the week. Maybe you need to sit in that a little longer. Give me an example, Dom. Give me an example. Uh, but like me listening to you give this this these scenarios, I'm like, there's still some clarity I'm missing here. So I'm asking. No, I mean like, okay, so like in the sense of like, I I, I was like, so I'm I've, I feel like what's happening is I feel like I'm nurturing my inner child to a certain degree when it comes to like being able to speak up and advocate for myself. And I also, every I know that everything does not need to be said, but if something is like continuously like poking at me, I'm going to say something. So this is really small. Um, but the other day we were in a group chat with my, some of my girlfriends and we were trying to plan something. Ultimately, the initial conversation, uh, I was like, hey, I don't know if we should do this, you know, go to this spot because of last time this was what the experience was. And we only went to this one spot to accommodate one person in this group. So you didn't even do the activity. So can we move somewhere else and, and do whatever? That's what it was about. It was met with slight jabs then we circle back i circle back to see if we were still gonna do this event saturday then it was like weird even more of it happening so i was like hey what the fuck is going on did, did we fall out and i or did i say something to you that rubbed you the wrong way because you coming at me crazy and i don't like that so like you need to tell me like what's going on but the person was like I'm not mad. Are you really mad for real or, or what's going on? And I was like, honestly, I was like, I'm dead ass serious with you. I got a problem because I've been more than accommodating to you and, and the other person in this group. And every time I try to make a suggestion, it was some sort of pushback. So y'all figure it out. And I told her that I needed a moment. And then she kind of like hit me with the if you know you're entitled to your feelings your feelings are valid if that's how you feel type of shit and i was like and then you're gonna say some bullshit to me like that i don't i don't i don't do stuff like that because that was being you was being passive aggressive so i called it out so she could not understand why i was mad and she thought it would just have to do with this one situation but i was like no it's just not this this has happened this time this has also happened that time but a lot of people don't want to acknowledge, like you said, the part that they play in certain situations. That cause you to be the villain. That cause you to be the, oops, get mad. I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I'm tired. And I was over it the next day, but I was tired. But I, I think that's what happened because like my, my guy was like, so like, I feel like, he's like, I feel like you kind of like, not he's like not angry, but like you you've been coming. I'm like, yo, like I'm tired of people bullshit. I'm tired of people like letting people slide for shit. It's not cool. Like, because the moment, the one moment that you were like, nah, it's like you like their whole world has exploded. 
that whole perception. And I'm like, nah, we nipping this in the bud right now. And so, and I think it also comes from, you know, like, especially growing up as a black kid, us not being able to ask why or understand certain, like we could, like certain emotions were stifled. It was because I said so. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a lot of that. And so I'm like, I'm not holding my tongue. Like, especially if you hurt me, nah. My all the way to the left with that one because I don't hold my tongue. Like any and everything that I feel, I kind of want to say, and I I regret it afterwards. I'm like, you could have kept that to yourself. But see, okay, but see, there's the thing. There's a difference. There is a difference where I was like, okay, (laughs) the thought comes quick enough, and then I thought about what the reaction could be to what the fuck I said. So I'd be like, all right, let me let me not say that. Or how can I say this where it doesn't come across like I'm being petty or mm-hmm. like rude? So I'm able to kind of take a step back and navigate that space a little a little better. I, I will I will give credit to uh speech and debate for that. But um, yeah, girl, I but it'd be sometimes I'm like, okay, some people just need to get cussed the fuck out. I'm always say what's on my mind. Always. Now I've developed a really good way to bring things to light. Mm-hmm. But even in me having a good way to do that, where I spare other people's feelings, and I'm like trying to get to the root, like, hey, just want to point this out to you. Like, you're doing this. Is everything okay? You good? Because you you tripping. You you alright? Yeah. There's still some times that I don't even need to do that. Like I just why I don't know, but I feel like I always need to say what's on my mind. And that problem, you know. Okay, so I would say that you're probably more of a solution-based type person. So when you like see the problem, so I was like that, and so I've learned to allow whomever I'm talking to the space to feel whatever they're feeling. Right? I give you. You got two chances. You got two. Because the third one is okay, so we didn't talked about this twice. What are we doing? Like, what's the what's how are we gonna solve this? Like, here, what are, you know, like, what are you thinking? So we can nip that stuff in the bud. Because to me, I don't, I don't like repeating myself to people. I don't like that. That let's go around in circles when it comes to certain stuff. But for me, I, I, I've just learned to allow people the space to feel what they're feeling. And then by the third time, I'm like, you know, this has come up in the past. So, you know, outside looking in. And then I, and, and I try to be as transparent with my friends, but keep intact. Because, you know, like I understand like sometimes like we all have moments where we're really sensitive. So how can I say this to my friend where it's, it doesn't come across like I'm attacking them? So that that was definitely one of the things that I had to learn. But I'm going to let us uh, get, get on up out of here and wrap it up because uh, we definitely going to have you back. It's so, it's so many, so many things that happen in here today. A lot. It's a lot. We talk all the time now. Well, now we, we talk do. all the time. And I just be like, oh, this is a podcast. A good bit now because, man, there's a lot to say when, you, when you're discovering some things about yourself. It's a lot to say. Journey. And it's a lot to say when you are just like the journey has changed. You know, like I think that people 
view the the journey as one way and it's like nah curveballs not linear <laughs> curveballs journey's not linear at all it's not linear at all so the last thing i want to say though before we go while we're talking okay. about dating in your lane and all of these things to anybody that's watching <laughs> sis is not 12 she's not 18 she's not 22 i'm grown like i'm i'm, I'm a grown adult so if, if if you're of of age, like don't feel afraid to talk to me. I'm I'm of age too. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, if you're 18 or 19, leave this girl alone. You leave this woman Why alone. Everybody don't... thinks that I am 22 years old. Like yeah, the only alone. that I want to date that I see myself with, they're like, oh, I didn't talk to you. I thought you were. Girl, when it, it, it be them young bucks that be trying to, I was like, listen, I'm 42. And I, I and, and though I'm not, I'm like this. That's because you give sexy, mature cougar. I give apparently. I don't, I don't give because especially with these young boys, I I give like what a daddy's at. And when I mean daddies, I mean y'all daddies. Maybe sometimes y'all granddaddies. Okay, like well, clearly I'm not? giving where your little cousin at because. <laughs> That's the feedback I get when we talk about dating in your lane and, and what you attract. Clearly, I'm attracting people that think that I'm 12. <laughs> well, girl, Kim, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. That's not right. There we go. That one. Yes. There we go. Right there. Follow Kim. Just follow Kim. Okay. I'll on Instagram. Ah. Look, my life is private. You ain't going to get much of anything else that you didn't get here. But follow me there. Yes. Yes. And y'all know where to find me at St. Angeles, St-Angeles.com. You know, we got the candles. Don't forget about everybody needs an Aquarius because y'all do. Um, And we make, don't, listen, don't, did you take them damn sunglasses off? If you're buying candles, don't forget to use code Aquarius at checkout on your purchase of $60 or more for a cute surprise. Um, This is slander happening and we will not tolerate it. So I'll see y'all back here. Get you a Gemini and live your life. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. So we're going to see y'all back here next week. Bye.